0: To bring you stories, lessons, and messages that will help you master your mind, body, and spirit. Thank you so much for listening, and I hope you enjoy today's episode. Good day, everybody. Blessings, big love. Hope you are all doing fantastic. We have another tremendous episode for you today. We've got the man Coot Blackson back on the podcast. And we uh, if if you've seen the last one with Coot, it was an amazing episode. He has such a fascinating story uh, about his upbringing and past and life and his work. He's truly dedicated to his mission of making the planet a better place. So in this episode, we discuss why we must remember we are born free and reclaim our sovereignty, which I love. Um, We talk about understanding. Understanding childhood survival mechanisms, how we create our own masks, and how to remove them to be our authentic selves, powerful questions for personal transformation, a simple guide to experiencing more happiness how to find purpose, understanding what miracles actually are. And again, if you listen to the first episode with Coot, and after this one, if you haven't listened to it, I highly recommend checking it out. Really fascinating background, and he gets into that as well in this episode, so um, it's full of gems. I know you're going to love it. Uh, I just want to thank you guys out there supporting the podcast. For those of you guys leaving the re- reviews, I really appreciate it. Um, this one I'll read from Ivan El 77 says, amazing improvement in my mindset. Really useful to help shift my thinking to a more positive and practical way. I would recommend anyone who wants to learn about themselves and their own mind more deeply to listen to this podcast. Excited for more episodes. The th- so thanks so much, Ivan, for leaving that review, taking the time. I know it's a bit of a pain in the butt, but it helps tremendously. I want to thank Collective Evolution and specifically Alana Kettler for her recent podcast or not podcast, um, article on collective evolution, five podcasts for, uh, to expand your consciousness and your mind. And I made the list. So super stoked to, and privileged and honored to make a list like that. Cause I have a huge respect for Collective Evolution, Joe Martino, all the staff over there and the years of dedication they've put out in education that, um, is around expanding your mind, expanding your awareness. Uh, some of it is very out there. Some of it is hard for people to believe. And that's a lot of what this podcast is about too. So thank you so much guys. Uh, super stoked to make that list. So check out that article over at CE and, uh, you know, share it and support. Um, if you want to support the podcast, like I said, leaving a review is huge. Sharing the episodes on your Facebook is huge. Um, um, and just check out, MattBelair.com slash store, um, where I have all my affiliates and sponsors. Um, sponsored right now by Sync Tuition, so I should always mention that. So if you go to bit.ly forward slash gamma waves, you're going to get three free binaural beat tracks that are powerful. Um, they basically are brainwave, gamma wave entrainment, and so you go into a deep meditative state without – Really having to learn how to meditate, which would have been useful back in the day, and I do think it's really useful to clear your mind without any binaural beats or anything like that. Um, however, they are very great tools for helping you make the process of meditation, clearing your mind, and getting in those brainwave states a lot easier. So check them out. And mattbelair slash store has uh, the Resident Science Foundation, the Art Crystal uh, Procabulary, really cool stuff. Stuff that I've done and. and and think is great. So you can check them out. Um, and that's about it. Uh, for those of you who want coaching uh, and you've made these 2018 resolutions about making it your best year, um, I've kind of reformatted the way that I do coaching. I'm only taking a few people and uh, figuring out an onboarding process. It's right now it's just done on the phone, but there will be something on the website coming up soon. So if you're interested in and taking it to the next level, if you want to learn and go deeper into spirituality, mindset, goal setting, you know, peak performance, I kind of wrap it all up. It's it's a mixture of deep consciousness and spirituality with everything I've learned from reality creation, law of attraction, manifestation. So it's simple, it's practical, it's grounded, and it can be as out there as you want it to be. Uh, however, it does take steps and it does take practice. You don't go to the gym right away and get massive and get in shape it's it's a practice so uh, that's how I shape it there's no uh, I don't fluff it up to this you know one thing fix everything that sentence is terrible but you know what I mean um, you know there's no quick fixes it is actually a process same with healthy lifestyle it's how do you create the right processes okay so I'm rambling um, so before we get into this episode what I want to do is just invite you to come into a state of quick, and easy coherence so all you're going to do is you're going to take in three deep breaths starting now wherever you are taking a deep breath in through your nose and imagine powerful white golden, platinum crystalline light coming in filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being and as you let it out let all the cares and all the worries of the day just fade away and come to this state of peace and coherence now just for a moment Take in another deep breath in through your nose. Imagine this light filling your lungs and coming down from the universe and this energy coming up from the earth, supporting you and meeting you in the center of your heart. And just put your awareness on the center of your heart and feel love and gratitude as you continue this deep, relaxing, slow breathing. And as you focus on your heart, I want you to just think of one thing that you're grateful for. Just Create the feeling of gratitude through a memory. One thing that you're grateful for, maybe a friend, a family member. And allow this energy of gratitude to grow and double and double and double once again until you're immersed in vibrating deep love and gratitude. Now, through your consciousness, just send out this energy to your friends and to your family, to everybody you met today, to everybody you've met in your life, to your city, to your country, to the planet, to the galaxy, to the past, present, and future. Send it to all beings, sending love and peace and coherence. And I'm sending this energy to you now, all my love, support, peace, coherence, and best wishes. And as you send that energy out, I want you to imagine it coming back to you tenfold, a hundredfold, a thousandfold. And give yourself love and peace. and Give yourself gratitude and send yourself infinite love. And just know that you're connected to the universe and all beings and that you're perfect, whole, balanced, just as you are. There's nothing you need to be, do, or have just to remember this state. And you can do that by three deep breaths. So there we go. Let's get into it with another incredible podcast with the man, Coop Blackson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Mastermind, Body and Spirit Show. I am your host, Matt Belair. Today's guest is the author of the national best-selling book, You Are the One, and is widely considered the next generation leader in the field of personal development by everyone, ranging from Larry King, Jack Canfield, Marianne Williamson, and more. He has been featured on Larry King Live uh fox and friends drew show and more a charismatic visionary and transformational leader he offers a fresh bold look at spiritual awareness for a whole new generation for over 20 years he has been inspiring audiences around the world from the first time he spoke in front of 3000 people at the age of eight to speaking in over 300 venues by the age of 18 to helping organizations develop authentic leadership and achieve extraordinary performance over the last decade. His electrifying presentations not only offer real-world practical ideas and soul-stirring wisdom, but also ignite the heart and inspire courageous action. His mission is simple, to awaken and inspire people across the world to access inner freedom, live authentically and fulfill their true life's purpose. Welcome back to the show, Coop Blackson. What's up, brother? Good to be here. Thanks for having me. Yeah, man, it's nice to see you again. You've we 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 had to talk a little bit before the show, but uh, I was saying you've been on a on a tear since we talked last. You've been all over. You haven't stopped.
1: All over, all over, nonstop. I just got back from uh, Tulum, Mexico. uh, uh, Tulum, London, Ghana in a week, and the the week before that I was in India. So it's just been uh, nonstop. Next week I'm going to Sydney, back to Bali to Ghana and
0: uh, just rolling amazing, amazing that yeah, that's a lot what did you think of Tulum Tulum's been coming up on the radar a lot for me lately of just a very uh great spot for high vibe people did you did you see that there or what was the community like Tulum is magic I've been going there for six seven
1: years magical 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 I mean I want everyone to know, but I don't want too many people to know because then everyone descends there, but it's it's a very 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 special place energetically it's hard to describe the frequency the energy of the place it's just it has a it has a pulse you know and uh, I think one of the things about Tulum is it has the largest underwater system in the world of, of, of connected underwater rivers called cenotes and that I think really has a, a an energetic impact on 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 one's consciousness so it's a beautiful place
0: Amazing, amazing. Yeah. I, I've I've heard the same thing. So I just got back from Egypt with Nasim Haramein and the Resonance Science mm-hmm. Foundation. So, you know, the energy of the pyramids and in different sacred spots along the land. Um, you've traveled a lot. Yes. And you speak a lot. Do you have yeah. um hmm, how do I phrase this? Do you have like an intention where you know the group of people that you want to speak to or did you just kind of get pulled mm. in that direction because it seems like you have options you could speak to youth you could speak to older generations do you set the intention for who you want to speak and how you want to serve yeah, or do you kind I, of get I mean, led
1: on, honestly i think most of these days uh, uh i speak to it really depends like i'm going to sydney i'm speaking it's a public audience so everyone is invited <clears throat> but most of my audience really is uh, are those that are on a conscious spiritual path usually folks that they've you know read a few books and they're ready to they're wanting to go to that next level they're wanting to expand to that next level most of my people that gravitate towards my work are really uh, serious in terms of their own uh spiritual growth their own evolution their own personal development path but, you know, from a very young age, uh, I would, my father's a minister had 300 churches in Ghana, West Africa, and we didn't grow up with a lot of money. So uh, my, where I grew up was a, this small apartment right behind my father's church. And so my room was literally tiny. I mean, 8 by 10, you could put a bed in it. You could barely move. And I remember feeling so frustrated because I felt my dreams were so big, but my circumstance was so small. And so I would sneak into my father's church in the middle of the night, like around 8, 9, 10 p.m. And I would speak. i like speak into the church with the lights off. I would speak for two, three hours a night to the empty chairs. People <clears throat> don't realize that about me. They see me speak now. And, oh, you're amazing. Wow, you are gifted. And yes, I mean, I do have some kind of blessing in terms of speaking and communicating but what people don't realize is from around age 12 to 18 for about four at four about four days a week two to three hours i would speak to the empty chairs in the darkness you know speaking my heart out just adding value to invisible people and so i always felt from a very young age a connection to souls around the world these souls and, and i would i just remember people's faces lighting up and transforming and so when I speak now, it's really humbling, regardless of who I'm in front of. I was in El Salvador recently. Uh, I spoke to 136 of the most influential business leaders at the YPO, Young Presidents Organization, guys that are some billionaires, some most have 5, 10, 20,000 employees in their companies, guys that run airlines and hotels. and. You know, 136 from El Salvador, Costa Rica, Nicaragua, the surrounding area, CEOs flew into the room. That was kind of one audience. So a lot of my work is also uh, geared towards impacting, let's just say, leaders and visionaries because I feel as though, you know, they're in influential positions with platforms that they can then go out and impact people. But uh, my favorite work is taking people through deep dive experiences, whether it's in a large group or a small group, my small group in Bali larger group, two, three hundred people. I mean, that, that's, that's my joy. And so I, I feel this uh, connection with my audience, whether I know them or not, because I felt it from a very young age, you know, it, before I even met people. So I felt like
0: uh,
1: everyone that comes to, to my work, whoever they are, is, is, is destined, is really is really destined. That's incredible, and, man. And so, so for me, it's a privilege. You know, it's really a, whoever I'm in front of is a privilege to serve because <laughs> I get to be a part of their soul's evolution i somehow get to participate in their awakening their opening their unraveling their freeing themselves then that somehow affects the trajectory of their of their soul's journey of their life path like forever for eternity you know and 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 so i take that responsibility very seriously in a sense you know not like some heavy thing but it's It's sacred. It's a privilege. For for me, it's not just, oh, a business or a way to make some money or make a little part-time income or just be famous on YouTube. It's like the privilege to hold someone's soul, to be entrusted with with their hearts and souls, which then – you know, as a result of their transformation from my work, uh, it's going to impact those around them. It's going to impact their children and their children and, and generations to come. So I think as leaders, as teachers, as coaches, as facilitators, as authors, we all have a sacred responsibility and contract and uh, just destiny. with those that we work with, that is is, uh, is, is very uh, just sacred, you know, it's really sacred.
0: Hmm. Hmm. Yeah, man, I couldn't agree more. You know, sometimes in the in the conscious community, um, one of the things I'll reference is, you know, people will be on the on the path and they're new to the path, um, and then sometimes their ego will get the best of them, where they might project themselves a little bit further mm-hmm. ahead that than they might be, and I think that can do damage because. You know if you're not quite there yet let's say you're a yoga instructor and you've only gone for a few months you know spirituality consciousness Uh and you just don't you don't have the the moves down yet you can't you know you're not going to educate the same way um but this is you know what i what i say is, is this this isn't woodworking or this isn't um i don't know something else it is a sacred space you know what i mean and so to be honest and and authentic with where you are is is one and then that intention that you're speaking of is 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 massive and if you can just do those two things no matter what way you're serving is going to have massive impact if you just say hey you know my intention here is to serve you to the highest that i can from where i stand you know whether you're having a, a a talk with a friend or you're out in public or whatever the case is if you just go with those two intentions that's really all you need. And then you build your experience from there. So, you know, I'd love I love your intention, man. It's really powerful. Yeah. Um so I guess, you know, what I'd ask is is when you're working with people or, or you're doing a talk, do you have one message that that comes from your book? I really like that we spoke last time. It really is about empowering yourself <laughs> as a leader, you know, going through your own process, understanding that you are the one is is really beautiful. What is it that you really want to give your audiences, whether it's a C- CEO, whether it's a group of, you know, teenagers in a high school? What are you, what are you hoping that they walk away from
1: with? Um, well, that's, that's, that's a little hard to describe, but it's quite simple in a sense. Uh, ultimately, I, I speak for myself. My intention is to help remind people ultimately of who they are and to help people reconnect with who they are. I believe that. You know, I was just talking to someone about this the other day. It's not simply what you say because words are just words. Uh, to me, words are an excuse for the vibration of your own being. Words are an excuse to transmit your own state of consciousness. And so, for me, it's not just about talking or, or transmitting a message verbally, but it's it's really about opening up or creating a space. For my audience, so that they can have a deeper feeling and sense of who they are, and ultimately remember who they are, reconnect with who they are, reconnect with their soul. So for me, it's less about giving people information, because I think information by itself is limited. I mean, there's millions of books out there on how to be enlightened, how to be liberated, how to be free, how to be happy, how to end suffering. I mean, it's just billions of books. And so if information by itself was enough, we'd all be liberated, enlightened, we'd all be buddhas by now, you know. I mean, there's but book- There's this seven keys to the being Buddhas, you know, there's 18 steps to being Jesus. I mean, it's all out there. And so for me, uh, my work essentially is, is, yes, obviously I teach and I communicate, but my intention is I create experiences, experiential, immersive experiences that's really designed to help people become conscious and aware of their patterning and conditioning. And that's really also designed to help uh, experientially help people. Uh, unlock the layers of conditioning that we all have built up over time from childhood, from growing up, from life as human beings. Because unless, you, unless you're unless you aware, the first step is awareness. Unless you're aware of the fact that you're conditioned, the degree to which you're conditioned, uh, you can't really shift anything. And so awareness is the first key. So I help people become aware of their conditioning. And then I create experiences that help people uh, free themselves of their conditioning. Because I really believe that as you free yourself from the layers of conditioning – that uh, you may have just been uh, uh, forced into or, or learned as a, a survival mechanism or tactic to either avoid pain or get love. And we often kind of get locked into this identity based on conditioning in, in terms of this is who we think we – what we end up being is who we think we are, but we're really not that. And so uh, I think the more, the more someone can free themselves of their patterns of conditioning They can tap into uh, a deeper sense of who they really are, a deeper sense of their power, a deeper sense of their wisdom, a deeper sense of their intuition, a deeper sense of their knowing innately, not from information or from what I say or from a book, but that source of wisdom inside. And so that's really what my work is about. My intention is about is to help people uh, unravel and connect and so that they can experience you know, the freedom of their being, and from that place, live that, you know, many times we think we're free, but we're just living out the conditioning of our past without even knowing. And so it's really about, uh, it's less about telling people about the menu and helping people eat the food, you know, that they get to cook themselves, so to speak. And so that's my intention when I, when I work with people, when I facilitate, especially in my deep dive, let's say, eight day, 12 day events, you know, even some of my weekend stuff, Uh, even when I speak for two, three hours even though uh, I'm inspiring people, it is to at least create an opening of of getting people to to question their reality because sometimes we get so identified with, who we think we are, we get so identified with our story. I'm this way. I'm not this way. I'm this kind of person. And I, I, I kind of come along and I get people to question their paradigms. Like, is that who you really are? Is it really? How do you know that? Can you be sure about that? What if you weren't that? And, and so that questioning. So with people are holding so tightly to themselves as this, and so they start questioning. Is it? Am I really? Is this me? Am I? Can I? Well, what, what? And, and so hopefully something starts the grip uh, to their. Uh, identified self starts loosening in the process and then there's space where something more than before can open up and they can start tapping into a deeper sense of the potential but from the inside not just adopting some something i said or message from the outside okay i'm enough yeah yeah i'm enough but there's there's one thing to say it's another thing to feel it inside because you you've tapped into it and so that's that's my intention. It's more experiential. It's more immersive, and you know, yes, I tell stories and I teach, but that's just uh, an excuse and a device to 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 stir something and loosen things inside of inside of our identified consciousness.
0: Amazing, man, I love it. Well, I had um, William Buhlman on the podcast last, and he's been able. He works at the Monroe. Uh, Institute for Consciousness, and he teaches astral projection. He's been able to astral project for years and and can go out of body whenever. And he's like, this is normal stuff. I thought everybody was going to know it a few uh, years after I figured it out. And so I'm asking him, okay, well, if we want to experience that, how do we do it? And he was so adamant the whole podcast about the, the first and most important step is letting go of all of that conditioning and all, everything that's come into you, you know, um, as, as step one, because, you know, when we, when we are born into our homes and in our environments, we're getting influence from our parents and then our community and then from our social setting and then from wherever we can get information from. And if you're old enough um, to be at the starting of the internet, um you know then you would you would get it from your tribes but now we have this internet influence in our schools and all these different things and so as we're trying to navigate our reality and fit in and feel comfortable and not afraid and all that stuff we're not even aware of all these um, influences, yeah. um all these yeah influences that are coming in and then we, we don't drop them off you know one day when we're done high school we carry that with us so it seems that you're you know voicing the exact same thing is like okay you know, first we got to figure out, you know, what is really you. How do we identify with one hundred percent your authentic core self, right. and then build out from there? Um, mm-hmm. So, do you have any favorite um, tools or or things that people could do, or stories to to just start there, and you know, then No, yeah, maybe I, think, I think connect.
1: I think just so people can 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 have a real grasp as we before as I answer your question. You know, we're born. I believe that ultimately we're born free. You know, and so I think it's important we re- we remember that fact that we're actually. Just to have the conversation, we are actually freedom itself. We are born free. It's not like well, we have to go become this thing. Or we are that. And and so to to actually have that inherent remembrance is just let's just start there because that is the foundation. We are free. We just kind of forgot. And so even though you may not be fully in touch with your freedom, the fact is you can't not be free. It's just sort of covered up. And so just that foundation is a paradigm. Is just shift the paradigm as we as we are otherwise we're searching and searching and searching and that searching takes us away from what we already are so so as children you know you look at a child a child is especially when they're young before all the bs conditioning a child is in touch with their freedom they will jump on a table and sing and dance and shout. They don't care if they can't sing like Michael Jackson or Celine Dion or they don't care if they they've run on the table naked and they're a little fat. They're just free. They're in touch with the divine essence. They're not conditioned. And then we meet our parents, you know, and our parents are crazy. They're just doing the best that they can do based on their life, based on their condition, based on their grandparents, based on their parents, you know, maybe pain, trauma, abuse. So we're born into this environment. We all have our stories. Maybe we, we were neglected, maybe emotional abandonment, maybe we were beaten, maybe we were raped, maybe we, we, were, we were screamed at, maybe, I mean the list goes on from the most intense to just minimal sort of like our needs weren't met, you know, and so as children our nervous systems are very uh, sensitive and so uh, as, as we're in this environment, it, it we often are finding two things happen, the first thing is we start learning all sorts of defense mechanisms to just shut down disconnect and not feel the pain so we start suppressing parts of ourselves we start suppressing all the, the emotions that are coming up that we don't necessarily really know how to deal with and we start pressing that down just to ultimately survive survive but but all that stuff gets suppressed inside of us as you know and so that's the first thing we disconnect from our feelings and that starts creating energetic layers of unfelt feeling and emotion that just sort of start clouding up our our soul shines start clouding up our true essence so to speak and so the layers start building up and then we learn to go into the world and we look around at our parents and maybe we were free and laughing and joking and someone said, be quiet or shut up or what have you. And we learn, shoot, uh, it's not okay for me to be wild or free or happy. And so we start adapting ourselves, you know, becoming these chameleons in the sense of who do I need to be in order to be loved? Who do I need to be in order to fit in? Who do I need to be in order for my dad to love me? So we start developing these roles, these masks, these personas to just get love, be approved, fit in, be validated uh not rock the boat and and so we develop these masks maybe we we become the the nice person the know it all the responsible one the caretaker i mean the list the, the yes person the list goes on and on i mean i think as people are listening, you can just look at your life and look at the roles that you have adopted, the masks that you've adopted. And and so we start opt- adopting these masks because they get us love. They get us validation. They get us, you know, uh, uh, care, connection. They, 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 they get us a sense of belonging. And so we end up thinking we are those roles, and the more we do them. The more we get identified with them, they work for us when we were five or six or eight or 10 or 15. But most of the time, what worked for us when we were five, 16, 18, uh, we reach a point in our lives where it starts getting in the way. You know, these roles, these masks starts inhibiting uh, the next level of our freedom, communication, intimacy, connection. And so uh, but many times we think, no, that's just uh, that's just who I am. You know, I am that way. That is that's just me. And so really I think one of the first steps is to realize we are free, then to realize, wait a second, we, we are we, we then get conditioned. So we're conditioned. Most of us don't realize we're conditioned. We just think that's who we are. I'm just I mean, I'm just that way, Matt. That's just me. No, is that really you? Or is it simply who you've been conditioned to be? No, it's who I am. Mm, so I think the first step is we have to start becoming conscious and aware of the fact we're conditioned, the degree to which we're conditioned, and we have to be willing to start questioning ourselves questioning our conditioning is that really me who am i like like do i really believe that what do i really believe where did i get that from and start investigating start that process of questioning and i think that's a that's another simple step you know to to begin a process of of questioning like what do i really believe how do i know that for sure you know is that really is that really mine or was that just you know i i i I, was that just passed down by my parents and my grandparents and so i think as we start questioning that begins another process, you know, begins another process. Another thing I'll say in terms of if, if someone is beginning a process, you know, one of the things I found that often keeps, I don't know if we spoke about this in the first interview, but one of the things that often keeps us stuck are all the ways we lie to ourselves, you know, all the ways we BS ourselves, we lie to ourselves. We're just, you know, rationalizing and settling. No, 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 I don't feel that. No, I'm not that. No. And, and so uh, I think to truly create a shift in our lives is so important. First step two, one of the first steps is the willingness to start telling the truth to ourselves start telling the truth to ourselves about what we feel to start telling the truth to ourselves about uh, about our lives about who we are and I think that's that's a huge huge simple, But not always easy because we're often afraid, oh, my God, if I tell the truth about what I feel, then what will happen to my life? If I tell the truth to myself about the fact I'm not happy or if I tell the truth to myself about the fact that I hate my job or I'm in a relationship that isn't truly aligned, what, what are the consequences? What will happen? And so there's so many ways we lie to ourselves, so many ways we play this game of confusion since the sense of. I don't really know. I'm not sure. I don't know what my purpose is. I don't know who I am. I don't know. And deep down, we do know. And I think the willingness to tell the truth to ourselves also begins a very profound process. I say, look, freedom is simple. It's not. But the challenge is, freedom is not always free it will require that you give up certain things and happiness is simple uh, it just requires that you acknowledge the truth feel the truth tell the truth live the truth and the story is simple but that we often don't because of our conditioning because of our fear the fear of if i really feel the truth or experience the truth that because you know as children uh, perhaps because we learn to adjust ourselves we learn well if i'm a certain way i get love and if i'm a certain way i don't get love so in a sense we may have experienced love as being conditional in some way, uh, and so there's this sense of oh, I need to be this way in order to get love, and and out of that we learn to to lie about who we are. We learn to pretend we're something that we're not in order to get love, and so that 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 kind of unconscious lying starts from a very young age, and and so I think if we can become aware and and just start telling the truth, because we're afraid if I really tell the truth, if I'm really who I am, if I really feel what i feel then i won't be loved then i'm going to be abandoned then i'm going to be alone and there's a deep fear i think many of us have if 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 i'm really who i am if i'm really if i really show myself then you won't love me then i'm going to be alone then i'll be by myself and and the sad thing is when we give up who we are we're, we're, we're essentially alone anyway within ourselves and i think there's a deep sadness that many of us have that's a sort of quiet sadness that we don't really know why why there's that sadness uh that arises from being disconnected from our from ourselves so the willingness i think to tell the truth and feel the truth you know so i'd ask people to ask themselves this question what lies are you telling yourself what lies are you telling yourself what are you pretending to not know because sometimes we pretend but we do know so what are you pretending to not know and to feel that what is it costing you and to feel the pain of what it's costing you to lie to yourself and actually feel that and experience that and like let the, the pain of the disconnect let it burn inside many times we feel the truth and then we we're afraid so we distract ourselves we shop it away we sex it away we work it away we social media away just so that we don't have to feel the truth and so i think if we can do
0: that that's that's the beginning man that's amazing you see he said a lot there I was like oh my god it's taking notes is it's it's really Core and fundamental operating systems. Um, What I would love to hear you speak on, because you 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 grazed over it, and I think it was really powerful. It's just um, the happiness part, you know, and just going into that a little bit, because these things, like you said, they're not they're not complicated. Um, but they're not always easy because it will require maybe you'll change a relationship, maybe you'll change friends, maybe, maybe someone will react in a way you don't expect them to, maybe it'll be even better than you expect them to. But the most important thing is you're being honest to yourself, and when you can have radical transparency in your own mind, you with you, you know, and so then that, that human being is the one that rep- represents themselves in the world. And if you can do that, you are operating in freedom. And it's mm-hmm. when you start to change that to fit all these other molds or past conditioning, then you're kind of enslaving your yourself and how you experience life because it's coming from, uh, let's say, a thought form or an energy, you know, you know, that's protecting you essentially. It's your it's your protection mechanism so you don't have experience that pain. So maybe you can speak a little bit on the happiness element because again, it was very simple but really profound.
1: Yeah, I think I think many times we, you know, we're not deeply happy because we are i give you a, a personal example you know when i was uh, 14 my father announced to his congregation my my father had 300 churches hundreds of thousands of followers you know he was a healer a teacher what have you uh, a great man still alive um, he announced to his congregation my son is taking over my churches i looked and i thought i, I am i mean there's no discussion and so all of a sudden he announces to the whole congregation i'm taking over and in that moment, I knew it wasn't right. I knew in my heart that that was not the aligned decision. It wasn't truly aligned for me. But I but I went along with it, ultimately, because I wanted to help people. I wasn't sure how. And the truth is, I was too afraid to say anything. I wanted his love, his approval. And, and you know, I knew it wasn't aligned. So whenever we are not in alignment, whenever we, we don't honor what we feel, uh, there is suffering. There is suffering and and i think many of us we're not in alignment we're not in that deep honoring of our truth because we're afraid we're afraid to walk the boat we're afraid of being alone we're afraid whatever the reason is whatever the excuses, we're afraid of if, I, if i'm honest about the fact that i i hate my job then how am i going to survive and so we, we, we kind of rationalize and so uh it's hard to really be deeply truly happy when we're living out of alignment You know, it's hard to people often come to me and say, could help me be happy? And I would say, look at everything in your life that is not in alignment. Look at everything in your life where you're not telling the truth and bring it into alignment no 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 give me a few techniques so i can just be happy it's like well it doesn't really work like that if you you know it's, it's kind of like if you walk down the street matt and you and you pick up a pile of dog shit you eat a pile of dog shit and you go this tastes horrible cool can you can you can you help me like feel good well if you eat shit it's gonna taste like shit and shit tastes like shit because it's shit it's meant to feel like shit and so when we are living disconnected it's not like shit's gonna taste like uh like like ice cream, it's not meant to. Shit is meant to be shitty. And so when we are living disconnected, then suffering is unha- – to me, unhappiness is not a bad thing. Unhappiness is a beautiful thing. Unhappiness is a compass. It's a signal of our souls letting us know, wait a second, you're not really in alignment. And so, But the challenge is many times we don't want to give up doing or let go of what we're holding on to that's keeping us stuck. We want to hold on to doing this shitty thing. We want to hold on to this relationship that doesn't work. We want to stay in the job and have the safety, even though that's the thing that's really not making us happy, but we want to be happy. It doesn't work. So we have to be willing to let go of what we have that is not in alignment, that we know isn't. In order to really open to more, yes, go into the unknown so that we can create the space to bring ourselves into flow, into sync, into alignment. And and so uh, that's why I say happiness isn't free or freedom isn't free. It requires that we let let go of something. So I would ask everyone listening right now. And most of the time, we know what we need to let go of. Most of the time, we know. This relationship is is not really, you know, it's not really quite aligned for me. We, we know all this job is. We know deep down. And so I think we have to have, we have to want, let me, let me phrase it this way. We have to want the truth more than we want what we have. We have to want the truth more than we want what we think we want. We think we want, we want, we want this thing. And so we hold on to it. But it's like, mm, it, it's so not in alignment with where we're seeking to go, but we hold on to it. So we okay. have to want the truth we have to want happiness and freedom more than we want this little comfort zone this thing over here and so i think when we realize that uh we have to have the to make a choice and have the courage like you know what i want the truth more than i want my situation i want the truth more than i want the comfort zone and uh sure we might lose people people may fall out of our lives situations jobs etc but i believe that in the process of being honest, in the process of telling the truth, in the process of, of moving ourselves into alignment, whatever you lose, whoever falls out of your life was, most like, was, was definitely not in alignment with your highest in the first place. You will lose friends. You will lose people. But whatever you lose was not truly aligned with your next level, and the next level that is often waiting for you uh, as a result of the deeper alignment, as a result of aligning with the truth is more amazing than i think we can imagine so uh i think happiness is is easy but our conditioning and our fear is part of what what often stops us you know and so
0: it's a it takes it takes a little bit of courage takes a little bit of courage Amazing, brother. Yeah. Yeah. A very beautiful answer. I couldn't agree more. One of the my mentors, Michael Lose, would talk about just if you, let's say you're on an abundance level and you want more abundance or relationship or life, right? Your overall life, you scale it out of a hundred. Okay. And um, oh, let's just say job. It's specific. And overall, your job is a 70 because it gives you the money, but overall you hate it or something. And so... If you want to get to like a radio frequency to level 89 on your career or 92.5 FM, you have to literally let go of that mm-hmm. 70 FM dial. You can't you can't be holding 70 FM and 90 FM and that's what people really it's a challenge and that's why it's the pledge. It's not it's not it's not dipping your toe. In one side, it's like, boom, cut the cord to 70. And I like to say, you know, see what you're made of because, you know, that 70 situation will always be waiting for you. You can yeah. always get – if it work, doesn't work out, I guarantee whatever job or situation you had will be just waiting there, sitting for you, you to come back come at any back time. You can always go to, to eating shit. It's always going to yeah. be <laughs>
1: – <interesting. Yeah.
0: laughs> Yeah, right. Totally. And but it requires that plunge. And that's where, the, you know, but that's, that's a great gift for yourself. Because when you do it, you felt that courage, right? You felt that growth, you felt your character development, you felt, you know, that was you that did that nobody outside of you is your own love and willingness for yourself to experience life. Um, and, and listen to your gut. That's like, a, that's a beautiful thing. And you get yeah. that from fear. Yeah, you
1: you you know when I was 14 and my father said uh, my son's taking over, my life was set out for me and I knew in my heart that something wasn't right. 4 years I experienced deep unhappiness, sadness, you could say frustration inside fear. It took me 4 years to muster up the courage to have a conversation with my father at age 18 and look him in the eyes and tell him I'm not taking over and literally you know, basically, I had to be willing to let go of my relationship with my father, which, you know, as a teenager, it's a big deal. And But I looked into my future and I saw, well, if I, am, if I follow the expected path, and many of us, we are following the expected path. You cannot live a happy life, a truly fulfilled, authentic and happy life, living someone else's life. You cannot live a truly authentic and happy life, being someone that you're not. And so many times we're being someone that we're not and wondering... Well, why am I not happy? Well, yeah, we're not, you can't be happy being someone that you're not. You can't be happy living someone else's life. And I think, and so that's why unhappiness is a gift. Unhappiness is a blessing. Unhappiness is a teacher. It's showing us where we need to adjust. We just have to have the courage. So as I looked into my future, I, I saw, wow, well, I could be successful by the world standards, living someone else's life, living my father's vision for my life. But if I do that, Wow, it was like a soul death, you know, I looked into my future and I saw, I just saw this, this soul suicide. And and in that moment, I realized, you know what, if I don't have myself, if I don't, if I have the world, if I have fame and the world and all of these amazing things, but I don't have myself, then what do I have? What do I have? Because at the end of the day, we all have to be able to look ourselves when no one is around, you know, we have to be able to look ourselves in the mirror. In the middle of the night and feel a sense of peace and if you can't look yourself in the mirror in the middle of the night and feel a sense of peace in terms of this is who I am then doesn't matter what you've achieved doesn't matter how many books you have how much money in the bank account this and that you will not feel happy and so to me the real sense of happiness is the knowingness that you are living your truth, you are living authentically, you are living in alignment with who you are, because then this is a happiness that is internal. It's a happiness that is a beingness, it's a happiness that's not coming from a goal that you attained, or this thing that happened, most of that happiness out there that is based on function and form is uh, transitory. It's dependent on this thing happening and that thing happening and this thing happening and that thing not happening and attaining that thing and being number one and and all that stuff is transitory. So if your happiness is tied to all those impermanent, transitory things, then you're going to go up and you're going to go down. You're going to. To me, that is not real happiness. Real happiness is something deeper, that which. Uh, that which cannot be taken away from you. So real happiness is not about what you do or achieve, but it's about just being connected to the state of your own natural beingness, you know. And and that is not dependent on the economy or, or you or Matt liking me or you know having a number one podcast. It's just, yeah, I feel good inside of myself. I feel connected inside of myself. And I really believe that when you really feel that internal vibrancy, the inner aliveness within yourself. And you start living from that place and radiating from that place. And you, know, you start becoming infectious and people around you want to start being around you and things start flowing and life starts flowing from the inside out. And then life starts happening. Things start happening. Success starts happening because who doesn't want to be around someone that is Feeling comfortable in themselves and alive and vibrant because we all feel good around people that feel connected, you know, because it it reminds us of who we are. And so I believe the happier we are, the more potentially successful we can be in the world, in a sense. And so I think that's, 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 that's a few things on happiness
0: beautiful man yeah you're touching on timeless lessons right it's it's being able to create that happiness within you 100% of the time regardless of the external circumstances because they don't they don't do that and you know the more you're loving and honoring yourself and who you are being radically transparent this is going to allow you to create those things that you love. Let's say you're an artist, you know, and you're doing this other job. And as you move towards art and you start to, you know, go to art classes and things like that, well, naturally by you just doing the things that you love, you know, you're going to create art friends or you're going to create a whole new paradigm. Mm-hmm. And now your reality is doing art or whatever the case is, but it required you to move. It required you to put a little bit of courage to put that energy in, and, and it just mm-hmm. kind of makes um, rational sense um so i guess where i want to go with this which you know we're kind of touching on spirituality and our connection with ourselves but also spirit and i know that your background's pretty fascinating your father's work is very fascinating we <laughs> we touched on that and a lot of the podcasts that i that i go into is figuring out Um, And for me, too, my own exploration is what is possible for me as a human, you know, the last podcast, can I astral project out of my body? Well, I've kind of done it like once, but I've been able to lucid dream. um, And I've had these experiences in meditation that it is kind of like astral projection, but it's not the same way that William was was describing it. And so if I can remove... This spirit body out of me and do this thing. Um, you've got Dr. Joe Dispenza who's helping people cure themselves of terminal illnesses with meditation. So that's a miracle, right? You've got people that are massive energy healers. Um, so with this rant, I just kind of wanted to, you know, ask your opinion on what you think is is possible in this body as a human in this time about around like creating our own miracles or even just creating a deeper connection yeah. with God and spirit and all things because I think they're you know, they're, they're intertwined. Right.
1: Um, hmm. uh, huh. uh, in terms of, it's, it's, like, it's a big question, right? And so uh-huh. <laughs> uh, I, I don't believe, I think uh, everything is possible. I always come from a standpoint of everything is possible. You know, my first memories as a young boy around age six, seven, eight was literally like one of the first memories I have was seeing a crippled woman crawling on the floor crippled. And she was crawling and there were thousands of people in the crowd and I was lost in the crowd. And she was crawling and she picks up the sand that this man walks on and wipes it on her face and stands up. This man was my father. And so week after week, I grew up seeing blind people see and deaf people hear and people stand, stand up in wheelchairs. My father would look at a woman in a wheelchair and say, why are you in this wheelchair? I'm sick. You're not sick. Stand up. Why are you in this wheelchair? Well, do you believe? Yeah, I believe. So if you believe, why are you sitting down? Stand up. Boom! She will stand up. And so I grew up seeing week after week these crazy, you know, seemingly crazy, that were normal for me at the time because I was eight, seven, eight years old. I didn't know any different. And so uh, I grew up seeing these, 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 these miracles that are beautiful and amazing and uh, magnificent, you know. And and so I really believe that everything is possible that we're open to it. Everything is is happening. Everything is. And 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 so. I don't. What I feel is, I don't think we need to create these miracles. Uh, I think, you know, in our spiritual world, in our spiritual field, in the consciousness field, uh, there's a danger that can be a little egoic danger of, of practitioners, people going. Yeah, I make miracles. Yes, look at me. I'm so, I'm the master shaman. I, I, I do all this stuff. Woo, look at me. I can move your energies. like I can do all this stuff. And, and I think that just reinforces, if we're not careful, a spiritual identity. It reinforces a spiritual ego. Donald Trump might have a material ego, but you know we end up having this spiritual ego. Oh, look at what I can I can elevate to the 17th dimension and send energy and do all this stuff. It's like okay, this is great maybe possibly it is what it is. But I really believe that we don't create miracles. Miracles are already existing in the universe, and so I think it's really less about you making it happen, us making it happen. But if anything. Dissolving and and you could say getting ourselves out of the way, really surrendering ourselves and getting us, being willing to go to zero, you know, make ourselves zero and get ourselves out of the way and surrender ourselves to life, to spirit, to the divine, to God, to whatever, but truly surrender ourselves to that which is living everything. Because right now, we can argue or not, but the fact is we are being lived, we are being breathed. You know, we're being breathed by something. You and I aren't sitting here going... We are being breathed, you know. The ego wants to be like, Yeah, I'm gonna do this breathe. We're being breathed. we be your food is digesting. You ate something yesterday, it's digesting, something's happening. There is something, intelligence, consciousness, blah, blah, blah. Some, the same intelligence as birth in the sun, the moon, the stars, the galaxies, the cat, the dogs, the tadpoles, the you know, the water, the oceans, the trees, it's, it's that intelligence of life, consciousness, pure spirit. Whatever label you want to put on it, I don't care. But we are all a part of that intelligence and so to me it's not like we have to make something happen you know i'm gonna make this miracle happen but we i think it's important we just get ourselves out the way so that we can allow for the energy and intelligence that is life to flow through us to move through us it's already moving but to just move unrestricted through our own conditioned prism the more we can uncondition ourselves to allow this stream of energy that is already flowing to move through us, our mind, body mechanisms, then I think the more we bring ourselves in the flow of miracles, then the more it does the work. And if you look at any of the truly great people, you won't find Jesus saying, yo, Matt, it was me. I did it. I'm the man. I'm the... You don't find Jesus would always say, I don't do the work, but the Father does the work. You know, all the great people, all the great ones. I, 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 of myself, can do nothing. It is being done by the, the great one, the divine, the, the spirit, the you know, whatever. And 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 then I think we open ourselves to an infinite possibility, to an infinite stream. That then the fullness of the miracles of life can happen through us. Because what we can do, yeah, you and I, we're powerful beings. We can do some powerful things of our own limited personas. But what life can do through us, beyond us, is, is way more than what we can do of our own limited egoic selves. And, and so I think it's less about creating miracles, uh, which the ego loves to think it's like, oh, I, I made a miracle. Ooh, it's me. I did it. And because it gets a little trip from that and getting ourselves out of the way to realize I, there is no do. There is no doer that does anything. It's being done. And then we become empty. Would become nothing. Would become zero. Would become hollow. Would become that vessel. You know, Jesus was a vessel. it was a vessel. Uh, maybe Gandhi, Mother Teresa. You know, all any of the group became just vessels. And so that requires a certain surrender. That requires a, the ego doesn't like that. You know, the ego doesn't like that very much because it requires a certain giving up of its own identification to to to, 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 to life. And so, uh, but I believe that that's where we are called to go to, to really live in the zone of miracles, you know, and I think that's, that's, that's the surrender that uh, the deeper I go, uh, the deeper I go, the less I realize I know, and the more humbled I become as a spiritual practitioner because I realize uh, the, less I, the less I know, and so uh, I think the surrender is the freedom. And in the surrender, you realize you're not doing anything; it's being done. We're being done. We're all being done by that which is doing everything. And uh, that's the magic, you know. I, I would look at my. I, I had conversations with my father. If you want to talk about miracles for real, uh, my father was known as the miracle man of Africa. My father was the spiritual teacher, the four presidents, uh, two uh, two kings in Ghana, uh, a lot of leaders in West Africa. Um, He was known as a miracle man of Africa, started performing his first miracle at age 15. And uh, I mean, I I go on and on about the miracles I've seen and the miracles that have happened. Um, But when I asked him, you know, how do you do miracles? How do you perform miracles? This is not from someone who wrote a book about miracles. This is from someone who like 60 years performed them. And so I asked him, how, how do you do it? And one of the great men, you could say miracle workers, looked at me and said, well, I don't know. I don't do it, I don't know, I just show up, I don't know, it wasn't like, well, you align yourself with the seventh step and then do this and you do this and I do, it's just, I don't know, I just show up, there's innocence, there's no mind, there's no thinking, it's not me, it's life, I just show up and just say yes and it happens and so there was a, I think, a profound humility, you know, in that Uh, and I think if we can live that way, like innocently, you know, to live. In the innocence to live like and this is not like a religious conversation at all but but you know jesus i remember jesus would say something like you must be like children in order to enter the kingdom of heaven to me the kingdom of heaven is more of a state of consciousness you know a possibility so you must be like children what does that mean to me to have the innocence you know the innocence of just i don't know you look at bruce lee bruce lee talked about no mind be like water not get caught up in a form just just flow like water it's like just innocence you know to not live just in the calculated mind that's trying to figure everything out and have it then we will see real miracles and and i think the last thing i'll say is i I was in london last week having a conversation with this japanese woman And she was saying, Cool, you've been around all these amazing miracles. No miracles happen in my life. Nothing happens in my life. Oh, my God. You, You see all these miracles. Nothing happens. I'm like, are you freaking crazy? She's 82 years old. I'm like, you are 82 years old, and you have more energy than me. You have more energy than me. A young guy, you are running around, going here, going there. I know 70-year-olds who can't even walk. You are 82 years old. You are, you are healing people. She's a massage therapist. She's, I mean, she is just full of energy. I'm like, just who you are is a miracle. And so many times we're looking for these extraordinary things. You know, we want to like… And nothing wrong with astral projection or going to past lives or this or that, but we want to elevate, want to see this miracle, we want to see a blind person here, we want, to, uh, we want to go to the Himalayas and these extraordinary things, we want to have our chakras blown out into 40 million pieces. But the reality is, I mean, that's all great, but I think the more we're able in real life to embrace the ordinary, just meant this moment, because as I look at you and as I look at everyone who might be watching or listening to this, as I look into your eyes, I see what what is looking at me. You are nodding your head. What the hell is nodding through Matt right now? It's like that's a miracle that some some intelligence is like making you laugh and, and, and I, here I am animated. And we can have a conversation and kind of understand each other through words and sounds and see colors and touch. And it's like I think the reality is just the everyday moment of life, this existence is if we we lose touch with it, but if we really bring our awareness to it, is absolutely miraculous the fact that i can say something you can understand it the fact that we can eat food and it digests and it gives us it's like it's It's unbelievable this existence this human you know existence orgasms and colors and touch and taste and just the ordinary moments of life are truly filled with grace and miracles and i think when we can embrace that to be in life fully, to, to fully be in our body, to fully be in life, to fully embrace all of this, all of this mundane as divine, all of the mundane as sacred. It's all sacred, not like, oh, I'm in the Himalayas, the sacred. No, I'm stuck in traffic. I'm sitting here. You know, I'm just changing diapers. I'm cooking food. I'm eating food. I'm drinking glass of water. It's like, what if you drank a glass of water and it didn't go down and you couldn't digest it? It's like now you would have a problem. And so all these mundane things, you know, just extraordinary. And so really, there are no ordinary moments. You know. And so the more we, I think, we bring our attention and consciousness to the miracle, the miracle that each moment actually is. It's actually mind-blowing what we are living. It's mind-blowing. Like, it is mind. You don't have to do ayahuasca, or you don't have to do go to Machu Picchu, although I love Machu Picchu, you know. Just sit at home in the middle of Los Angeles in New York and look around and go, oh, my God, this is amazing, you know. And, and so then I think we start living the miracle. We would start realizing you and I are the miracle. it's beyond gratitude you know it's a celebration of everything as sacred as miraculous as divine i think then then life takes on a whole different flavor
0: my friend that was exceptional I love that, man. That's an amazing way to close a podcast. I wish I could let you rant for another hour on just uh, that because I could see you're fired up. But you know, you hit a lot of incredible points. Um, I know you got to jump onto another interview. You're a busy man, but you're you're doing it. You're putting the intention out there. You're putting, you know, the work. You're you're walking the talk, and so um, I love and appreciate you for that. And I encourage your path. And um, so, where can people find a hold of you? And uh, awesome, we'll let you man, get on. Man.
1: It's been a joy, joy hanging with you, brother. And thank you for. You know, having me back and sharing your love i feel so welcome for those that you know feel uh maybe inspired by this conversation i would love for you to my website is www.cootblackson.com people can find me there uh also if anyone feels uh, perhaps uh, a desire for a deeper dive uh twice a year i do something really special i do these amazing 12-day journeys to bali indonesia So for those that are leaders or they feel a calling to make a difference on the planet, uh, they can find out more about my transformational journey. It's at www.boundlessblissbarley.com. Take a look there. And uh, I'm on social media, Instagram, Coop Blackson, Facebook, Coop Blackson. Hit me up. Say hi. Let me know you heard uh, me on, on this podcast.
0: Awesome, brother. Well, thank you so much, man. Deep, deep love and gratitude. I appreciate uh, seeing you again. It's always a pleasure. You're welcome back anytime, man. Man. So uh, yeah, have a great day. We'll catch you soon. Thanks, see everybody. All right, guys, that wraps up another amazing episode with Coot Blackson. I really enjoyed having him back on the show. I'm so glad that they reached out and and wanted to come back and, and share their updates and where they were at with everything. He's truly dedicated. You know, he's walking the talk. His wisdom is simple. And he's just doing his best to, you know, follow his heart, follow what calls to him, you know, do what he feels can influence people in a positive way. And he's not kind of sugarcoating it or making it like this, I don't know you know, out there metaphysical thing. It's very grounded and it's very practical and it's very real. So really loved having him on the podcast. Always a treat to talk to him. I invite you to check out his book and his website and all this stuff. He's, he's awesome. So we'll definitely have him back on the show. Thank you guys so much for listening. Um, I'm talking to you now from Vancouver. I'm starting the travels again. So I'm with my mom and my sister and my nephew. Haven't seen him for a while. So getting grounded, figuring out what I'm doing for 2018. I'm, I'm mixed between uh, doing a lot of podcasts, doing a lot of work, and then also getting back to nature, snowboarding or skateboarding or something because I've been hunkered down, working super hard for a long time. And uh, I feel the call to go back to nature or somewhere quiet. And the challenge is most of the spots don't have nature or, or Wi-Fi. So if I can find a spot where I can live quiet in nature near skateboarding, snowboarding, um, surfing, that I can get Wi-Fi like a hut, like when I lived in Thailand, I lived in a hut training at Phuket Top Team, which was professional martial arts. That was magical. So if I could find myself a little hut with Wi-Fi or can move somewhere to do the podcast, I'm going to have it made. So that's what I'm holding for in 2018 now so I can be productive and I can also continue to um, go out there and have some fun because I miss snowboarding, I miss skateboarding. Um, so that's it. That's where I'm at. Just giving you a little personal info. Um, what do I need to do? Uh, if you guys want to check out uh, the email list, com forward slash lucid dreaming, uh, you can either just go to the website or go lucid dreaming to get a free ebook and a guided meditation. I've had some people do that and, you know, basically tell me they're lucid dreaming within a week and uh, in sometimes that night in a few days. And that's how it works. It's actually simple. You just got to do the practices. So if that interests you, check it out. It's a very easy way to begin um, navigating altered states of consciousness. And that begins to open up some questions and experiences for you to explore and explore yourself and explore your mind and explore your spirit in this reality. Um, I think that's it for now Um, because I rambled pretty good on the first one. So what I'd like to do is for those of you who have made it this far, you'd like to come into a state of peace and coherence real quick. Um, What we'll do is a a manifestation meditation. So basically the same as what we do before. Um, So what I'll invite you to do now is to stop whatever you're doing, taking a deep breath in through your nose. Hold that breath And let it out slowly. And even if you're driving, you can keep your eyes open. It's just a state of intention and relaxing breathing. So take another deep breath in through your nose. And just imagine white, golden, powerful universal light coming down from the universe, filling every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being. Energy from the earth coming up, supporting you, giving you life, energy, and sustenance. And meeting in the center of your heart, your unique signature, your spirit. Your co-creation with the entire universe, and just see all of this energy all around you and within you as you continue your relaxing breathing. And now, as you continue to relax even deeper, I want you to just focus your intention on your heart and what your dream is for 2018. At this time next year, what what could be the best thing that could happen to you? Uh, maybe it's a new job or a relationship. I want you to just imagine your life with infinite possibility, all of your dreams coming true. And just sit with this energy and just imagine what it would feel like to have everything that you wanted, everything that you needed, living a life truly aligned with your heart's vision. And as you begin to imagine all of these amazing things, all these experiences. I want you just to connect with the energy. Maybe it's a vacation or a lover or some family or a career. Just connect with this energy of freedom, of creation. And now I just want you to focus on that energy. And I want you to expand that energy. Expand it. Double the feeling and double the feeling again of just living your infinite reality of peace and coherence and your unique vision. And as you continue to imagine this vision, I want you to just allow that energy to expand again and expand one more time. And as you sit in this energy, I want you to send this energy out to everybody on the entire planet, wishing them that their hopes and dreams and desires come true. Just wishing them the ability to imagine their infinite reality and and just wishing them all the best and support and energy to create their vision just see everybody on the planet living in peace and harmony and expressing themselves exactly how they want to express completely free in every way and as you send that energy out see it coming back to you tenfold a hundredfold a thousandfold and all this energy comes back supporting you allowing you to create your unique heart-centered highest vision just allow that energy to pulse through every cell and every muscle and every fiber of your being And as you would just allow yourself to have this energy permeate throughout your entire body, just sit in this energy for as long as you'd like and sit in this imagination of your perfect light as long as you'd like. And as you continue in this energy, you're sending out that energetic sequence, that signature to the universe to respond, to bring it to you. Then your job is to sit and hold this frequency for as long as you can and simply allow it to happen. So thank you so much for listening to today's episode, and I will see you in the next one.